y'all, it's Amanda Smith, and this is the Know You First podcast. We've all been through a lot in this past year, and just like you, I'm trying to figure it all out. I have lots of questions and lots of ideas, and just really want to share the wealth of knowledge that I have learned during my years in talent development and entrepreneurship. I'm also a mother and a wife, and always looking to learn new ways of balancing it all. Though, through it all, I know that I will need to be the best version of myself for any of this to happen. And it will start with you. Whether it's my guests sharing their selfish moments or breakthroughs, there will be something for all who are ready to come along with me as we navigate these uncharted territories head on. So let's do this. It's time to put you first. your host Amanda Smith of the dun, 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 the very first episode of the Know You First podcast. I'm super excited to now be a part of the podcast community with my own show and even more excited to expand my work in learning career development and leadership through this podcast. It has been a long time coming, but it's okay. We're here. The very first episode will feature yours truly. I wanted to take this opportunity to tee things up and let you know what to anticipate as we roll out future shows. And this episode is titled The Mind Shift. When we examine the word mind shift, it is a change in focus or perception, with the key word being change, which is so hard for many of us to do. Change is uncomfortable. Change is risky. It is foreign. But it is also growth, evolution, and the start of a new beginning, which is where I want to take you through this first season of the Know You First podcast. So welcome to your new beginning. New beginning. I decided to start a podcast after working in the talent development field for almost 20 years with a focus on adult learning and strategy and innovation and basically responsible for changing behavior of industry leaders and professionals across a multitude of industries to grow and innovate and create within their own teams and professional environments, which of course contributed to the bottom line of these businesses and major corporations that they were working in. Most of my background has been spent in the nonprofit sectors, so literally helping to shape the culture for an entire industry. And no matter what industry I worked, which includes healthcare and talent development, marketing, business development, and media, for some of the most notable trade associations in the U.S. and international. And I am also a mom, a wife, a sister, friend, and whatever title you want to throw into the mix. You see, when we pull back the layers of these titles that are bestowed upon us or that we've acquired just by living our life, we are human first and foremost, and our well-being has a set of essential requirements for sustaining itself and thriving. Mind shifting inward to hone in on those requirements, which include mental stability and spiritual fulfillment, we start to see major shifts happening physically to ourselves and to our external connections like career and family. We talk about work-life balance like they are separate entities and they're not. You are a whole being and it is your whole being that shows up to work and it is your whole being that shows up amongst your family and your friends. Hopefully you're not giving parts 
of yourself to people, but we all know um, the reality we live in is oftentimes we are. I mention all of that to say that I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly in the changed behavior process. And one of the key items that I realized earlier on in my career is that I was training fragmented parts of people, meaning far too often I was fighting against other factors, unbeknownst to me, which was prohibiting the learning transfer process. And also why I'm an advocate for weaving in emotional intelligence into the workplace, going beyond a simple training course or program, really making it the culture to talk about feelings and emotions. You know, as a learning executive molding my own teams, I know that there could be far more going on in the lives of my staff as to why productivity might fall or now I have to perform disciplinary actions. I know as a leader and all the leaders out there who are managing people uh, in teams, you should know and recognize that you're just probably nine times out of 10 getting the surface version of your team members because that's what we are accustomed to. For far too long, we have been told to leave our problems at the door. You know, it's not sexy to talk about your issues or bring emotions into the workplace. I mean, really, who has time for that? And really how you're feeling on any given day does not take precedence of getting that contract out the door or closing that deal with that lucrative client. We have all been there before. The problem with that notion is that it eventually reveals its ugly head and manifests in other areas of our life that become counterproductive and in some cases, very damaging. I got into the work of holistic learning when I created platforms for women and men, um, which include forums, and then just interacting directly and having some very vulnerable and real talk dialogues of why they weren't getting ahead or why their career uh, felt stagnant, why they were dealing with passive aggressive relationships with their managers and listening to their challenges of work-life balance. All of this we can all relate to. And then throughout my continued work and research, I started to notice some patterns. And in speaking to different people of all backgrounds, all career levels, all different types of roles, uh, I quickly realized that we were all struggling, okay? Um, and no one was talking about it. And no one was talking about it. All over the news, we're hearing mental health issues are on a rise, but no one is talking about it. You know, we're just all for the bottom line. And we're pretending it doesn't exist because we are afraid to be judged and ridiculed. And in some cases, just ignoring it all together. You know, it's easier if we ain't got to talk about it or deal with it. Again, for the bottom line. We live in a competitive society. I get it. And bring it on. I welcome competition. Competition is a good thing. Keeps you on your toes. Uh, but what I want us to take a look at while we're being competitive and, and, and making our money and generating our revenue, I want to take a look at at what expense we are feeding this beast. And are we ultimately taking care of our people? Spotlight. 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 During the spotlight segment is where I will share unique scenarios and people going through their 
self-discovery process, you know, doing a damn thing, bringing awareness and show another take at how others are handling their challenges. I think it's important for us to realize, especially when we're going through a difficult time, to know that we're not alone and we're not alone in this fight. I will also share stories and books of industry leaders who offer great strategies and framework for modeling this behavior. So I have the great privilege of spotlighting on this episode, Mark Brackett. For those of you who know him, you probably understand where I'm going here. Um, For those who don't, Mark Brackett is a research psychologist and the founding director of the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence. I discovered Mark while listening to Brene Brown's Unlocking Us podcast. Shout out to Brene Brown, my BFF in my head. (laughs) She's amazing. Um, But Brene featured Mark on her podcast and he just spoke to my soul as it related to understanding our feelings and emotions of others and how that all affects creativity and decision making and learning and our well-being. You know, he has a book out that I just ordered. I haven't read it yet called Permission to Feel. And he examines emotional literacy and how that plays out in our personal lives and in the workplace. Hopefully I'll have him on the show one day. So if anyone out there knows Mark, tell him to holler at your girl. (laughs) He has dedicated his life uh, basically to studying emotions. And he's simply teaching us what he's learned and shows us how to apply it. Uh, This goes to say for me as well, I am not a medical professional. I'm not a mental health therapist or social worker. But what I am, first and foremost, is human, who just happens to have a diverse and colorful career in changing behavior and talent development, who also has friends and family. And so I'm sharing my unique experiences with the hopes that you do feel inspired and I can help you in some way. Exclusive guest interviews. Welcome to the guest interview segment, what I like to refer to as the meat of the podcast, because everyone loves a great conversation, especially if you're an avid podcast listener anyway. Using the art of storytelling here, I will host a Q&A segment on varying topics, interview style, probing questions for my guests as they share their Hashtag selfish moments. You know, that time where you just had to get your life and it will be those selfish moments that bring about clarity and motivation to do things differently. And the stories that you will hear will be a reminder to you that you are not alone. And at one point in time, no matter how green the grass looks on the other side, you know, uh, even the most successful person had to do some selfish internal mind shifting. So no one said this mind shift process was easy. And I'm not going to sit up here and and share how wonderful it is to mind shift and have these wonderful outcomes without actually showing you how to do it. So I'm not going to leave you hanging. I definitely want to share some strategies on how you can shift through that process of changing the way you think. First and foremost, you want to make sure that you are investing in yourself and make personal development a priority for yourself. And this is incredibly challenging. You know, we are. We have so many factors that are against making ourselves priorities. So this is where you're going to have to actually dig deep. And however you get there, some people meditate, some people just do some spiritual practices. However you 
go about obtaining that level of clarity so that you can make yourself a priority. Do that. Um, You'll think yourself later and just be intentional about your own growth and path. This is a wonderful way to start your journey and embracing the change ahead. Another thing that you want to do is focus on your long term vision. It's going to be so easy to feel deflated when all these little things keep happening and interfering and distracting with your main task. Just know that these failures, which are really not failures at all, are just learning experiences. And there are times where I have felt very vulnerable as an executive. You know, I don't have all the answers. None of us really do. But that's what our job is to do, is to have all the answers. And so when we fall short for whatever reason, you know, we get caught up in ourselves and we're, we're, we're casting judgments on ourselves and um, we don't give ourselves room to breathe and get past that having some patience with ourselves. But you know what? Whatever happened, whatever thing that might have made you derail at that moment of time will be the thing that you fall back on when you're making a really big decision later on in in your path. You're going to see that scenario and that experience and think about it and use that as a tool for leverage. The The word. The word. In conclusion to the show, I'll sign off with the word which are some words of inspiring quotes that I have come across within that week or that was shared with me. And I feel it worth sharing with you all. Sure, it's a slight obsession. I have a journal of quotes that I collect and I often refer to. Um, But I'm that person. I need those affirmations. You know, I, I will quickly get distracted. I am an easily distracted person. So I need to, you know, make sure that I'm having symbolic things around me to remind me of my purpose. And that's just me. You, you do what works for you. Um, but if nothing else, I want you to leave the show and have you thinking about where you are and how you're showing up. And for me, at least, having some good words to live by helps to reaffirm that purpose. So before you got that job, who were you? You know, before you became the CEO of that company, who were you before you Uh, became a parent before you lost a parent. Who were you and who are you now? My quote for the word on this episode would be a quote that many of us already know, all too familiar. I'm not recreating the wheel here. Be the change that you want to see in this world by Mahatma Gandhi. It sounds so basic, so easy, but how many of us are actually being, living, what we really want to see in our world today. Let's own taking better care of ourselves and don't be afraid to put you first. The other thing I want to make sure that you are doing is creating a network and a tribe for yourself. Even the most introverted person is going to need someone, some external thing to nudge them every now and again. You know, we need those people in our lives to lean on. And so whether you find this network Um, within your career and your job, um, or within your family or within other settings, you're going to need a team of cheerleaders who are going to have your back no matter what. Keep it 100 when you're sounding crazy (laughs) because you don't know everything. And so those are going to be the guys that you fall back on when you just need someone the most. All right, guys, that's a wrap. The very first episode is officially in the books. (laughs) So what do y'all think? Would love to hear your feedback. 
If you'd like to be my special guest on an upcoming show or want to sponsor, email me at knowyoufirstpodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, you can access this podcast wherever you go to get your favorite podcast. It's Amanda Smith, y'all, on the Know You First podcast.